Welcome to Hot Fast History, your favorite weekly comedy history podcast where we talk about all the sexy and salacious stories that you never learned about in high school. I'm Belle. And I'm Ellen. And what's the hot goss this week, Belle? Um, well, Ellen, so what if I told you that historically cowboys were super gay? Wait, we're talking about cowboys this week? Yeah, we are. <laughs> and I've never been more excited in my life. <laughs> wait wait okay so we're talking like out on the range you and we're talking broke back baby your your boy toy yeah so initially I feel like I'm surprised but when I start to think about it I'm imagining just you and like a group of men all sitting around the campfire so yes maybe it's not that surprising so we'll get there. I will say the so the initial uh, inspiration for this video was a TikTok by at Tanita D. That's T A N I T A period D E E. Um, actually, two TikTok videos. The first one I saw was a response to a different video, um, which is called "The Forgotten History of Black Cowboys." Um, honestly, Tanita, if you ever hear this podcast, uh, just know that I will be using many of your videos' inspiration. You have awesome topics and a voice like honey let's be honest um also want to comment our podcast Nita. let's yeah no okay so beyond her tiktoks i also used uh, a true west magazine article which is an online publication that focuses on the history of the american frontier uh called homos on the range how gay was the west by jana bombersbach i used uh, yep i used an la times article uh, called Out West at the Autry examines the history of homosexuals and transgender people in the Old West by David Ng. Uh, a Reddit thread from three years ago with the heading, my professor just told us that most cowboys were gay and left their towns to find acceptance. I'm skeptical. Is there any, any is there anything to support this? Uh, shout out to Doghouse45 for the most helpful comment. The book Outriders, Rodeo at the Fringes of the American West by Rebecca Schofield which I found in a post on the University of Washington Press blog, which is also by Schofield with the heading, Lil Nas X is in good company. Cowboys have always been black and gay, which is true. Um, an article from Hornet.com by Daniel Villarreal. Um, is it Valerial or Villarreal? I don't, I don't know. Or is it Villarreal? No, I don't know. Fuck, I don't know. Fucking no. If you have that last name, tell us how to say it. I don't know. Called The Queer Frontier. Five Things You Didn't Know About the Super Gay Wild West. An article from the Journal of Leisure, the Journal of Leisure Research. I, I cannot with that title. Honestly, I need to start reading this fucking publication. It's like a scholarly journal, which I found out it's just a bunch of fucking armchair academics that are just writing with their random niche interests. I love uh, that. Yeah, you right? go for it's, it. I know. Uh, it's called by Corey W. Johnson called Don't Call Him a Cowboy, Masculinity, Cowboy, Drag, and Costume Change. Um, okay, I have two more. <laughs> I did an article from history.com entitled Simply and Aptly, Cowboys. And lastly, a Vice ID article by Tom George, uh, The Queer and Dirty History of Chaps. The assless icon has had a long and controversial life in fashion. <laughs> Wait, I'm so excited. I know. Makes sense. Okay, so I'm wrapping my brain even just around these sources. And mm-hmm. 
cowboy, I'm normally thinking like rugged, manly man, some stubble. We're at the OK Corral. That's we're still a there. Duel. But okay, so you're saying we're also kissing each other later. We will get we will get to it, and it will make a lot of sense. But it's just shit you really haven't thought of that makes me okay. Like I have hit all of the angles I have gotten, and it was holistic. I will say, uh, listeners. Uh, your girl failed out of grad school and she's actually really excited about it, considering that one of the biggest critiques that she got was that her research was too holistic. It's like, oh, I'm sorry. You want me to be narrow minded? Yeah, no. OK, no, she's glad she's I'm actually really fucking excited. You guys, I have a different job that I like a lot more anyway. OK, so in general, it's called the cowboy era. Right. So it wasn't just in like the Wild West, quote unquote, but like the cowboy era. OK, so uh, to quote cowboys uh, from history.com, the cowboy played an important role during the era of U.S. westward expansion. Though they originated in Mexico, American cowboys created a style and reputation all their own. Throughout history, their iconic lifestyle has been glamorized in countless books, movies and television shows. But the rough, lonely, and sometimes grueling work of a cowboy wasn't for the faint of heart. Like I said, cowboys originated in Mexico after the Spanish arrived in the early 1500s and ruined everything, as white people tend to do, and started to build ranches for livestock with horses that were from Spain. Um, Also, I know I just said that white people ruined everything, which we super do, but come with me down a little rabbit hole because my brain cannot help but connect that Conquistadors are the reason that we have the utterly polarizing and fantastic fashion sensation of assless chaps. So join me on this little adventure real quick. Oh my God, yay. (laughs) So assless chaps were invented by Mexican cowboys. They would wear them over pants, but the chap is meant to protect your legs from getting like friction inside your pants when you're riding a horse. Aren't chaps just all assless? Like yes. chaps, there's nothing as an asshole chap. They're all ass. So they're legs. they're all assless chaps. Look, look at there. Don't worry. Okay, I'm just saying. Why do we need to clarify? <laughs> chaps in general. So like assless chaps, basically. Again, we'll get there. So, uh, yes, chaps. Uh, basically, they originally made of leather. Um, and they were little. Basically pants without a butt that were like a holster, almost like fishing waders, but like, like they went over something, right. Mm -hmm. To prevent, you know, basically, you know, friction burn. Right. So, but yes, they were invented by Mexican cowboys, vaqueros, if you will, which like I said, were only a thing because Spanish asshole do bros. And then Mexican cowboys hung out with American cowboys. And then they got fancy and fringy by the always awesome influence of indigenous fashion uh, and design aesthetics. And then when motorcycles became a thing, they became used by bikers because um, basically riding a bike is like, you know, like your legs are around. It's a whole thing. And then they made their way into the queer and the queer world um, because of the intersect between biker bars and gay bars and leather bars. And then Marlon Brando was somehow in the middle trying to make them masculine and then there's another guy called Tom of Finland, who honestly I could do his own episode about. Uh, I, yeah. Anyway, uh, Tom of Finland was a closeted gay artist from Finland. Um, was very into the leather vibe. And he did erotic portraits of half undressed uniformed men. And then Tom also inspired uh, Jean-Paul Gaultier, or John Paul Gaultier, if you're from the U.S., 
and also the 90s rave scene to make chaps out of stuff besides leather to like make them a bit more approachable mm. um and they were still but they're still like kind of a queer garment right I mean, here comes when you're saying that Marlon Brando had to make them more masculine because it, it like they're being worn by cowboys who are So we're going to kind of we'll, we'll circle back to Marlon at the OK. End. But yeah, so um, here here's when the assless chaps come into play. So it's 1991 and we are at the VMAs and somebody iconic, a, uh, you know, a mononym Prince himself is performing Get Off live at the VMAs. And he specifically asked, uh, this is from fashion historian, it's either Casey Ritchie or Cashy Ritchie, um, the ex-Italian grad student in me, it's C-A-S-C-I, which would be Cashy, but it's it's probably just Cassie. Anyway, uh, they said, Prince specifically asked for it to be yellow, lacy, and for his butt to be out. So he, this man is wearing... Mans is wearing yellow assless chaps. I, I'm pretty sure he, I'll post it on Instagram. I don't really know if he was wearing a thong or regular underwear. I don't know, a regular quote unquote. But uh, then he had a matching yellow jacket that was like cropped. So you saw the butt. It was there. That was Prince's idea to go for it. And I'm sure in like the gay and like leather scene, like assless chaps, they, they were a thing. But Prince brought assless chaps mainstream. And this got a lot of press, which he wanted, of course, but also got a mm-hmm. decent amount of pushback in the public. Like, of course, you had like, you know, the pearl clutchers. But really interestingly, a lot of the pushback from people who weren't homophobic was like, bruh, the AIDS epidemic is just quieting down. I'm not sure if it's like a really like good idea to be like appropriating gay sex culture on TV. Right. Wait, who was saying this? Just like the public in general. general. Okay. Yeah. Like, so like, okay. Like I was saying there, there was like the, like the, Oh my Lord, a man who's fem-. like, there was that culture, you know, on national TV. But, uh, but then you also people who weren't homophobic, but they were just like, I don't know if that was very tasteful of you. Mm, Not like okay. having your butt out, but like the whole making that reference. So this is a 91, right? The AIDS epidemic was all through the eighties, you know, the Reagan era. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. So which like, I kind of get, right? Like there's a, you know, but anyway, um, got a lot of press, but that said during the nineties, other artists like Mary J. Blige, uh, Lisa Left Eye Lopes from TLC um, also wore them during performances. But then in 2002, the legendary Christina Aguilera, who at the time was America's sweetheart, she became Xtina. She made the world lose its fucking shit with the absolute banger. And sublime video for dirty. <laughs> I cannot. The energy you're giving like me right now is amazing. Immaculate. I, <laughs> I when I turned 30, and I cannot take credit of this idea. It was in how I met your father, but I want to have a dirty 30 Christina Aguilera themed party. I wasn't allowed to listen to her music because you know what dirty had come out before I was like old enough mm. to like really like listen to music. So I used to listen to Christina Aguilera at my friend's house and it was like extra fun. That was right? your like sneaky. Little... It was my, I would listen to Christina Aguilera and I would listen to Britney Spears at friends' houses. Wow. Yep. So you got I, your rebellious side, I see. I did. I could listen to Avril Lavigne at my house because yeah, it was fine. Um, my first CD anyway. ever was Britney Spears and the first one I bought for myself was Avril Lavigne. So same page. <laughs> anyway, so. All right, so ex-Tina. She, this is when she's wearing like 
She has like the court, like leather corset, the black. Yep. And, and she's got like hair. little panties on, okay. like they're little, like, yep. They're like, oh, like they're pretty, like, ta- like there's not too much ass cheek. She's basically wearing a bikini mm-hmm. with chaps on top, like, but it's like, it's jarring, right? But pretty much all the negative feedback towards this was super misogynistic. Uh, Entertainment Weekly called her, quote unquote, a teen queen turned barely clad tart. Um, obviously, which is so fucked up. But today, obviously, it's you know, again, it's it's fucking iconic, and rightly so. Uh, Billboard magazine recently called it ahead of its time. Damn fucking right it was. Other notable assless chaps wearers include, of course, Lil Nas X, Lizzo, Rihanna, Megan Thee Stallion, um, and many a drag queen, including uh, Shea Cooley and I think it's Asia. AJA is it? It's, it's Asia, right? I'm I forget not, what her name is. I'm not sure. I don't know. I never so, pronounce any names right, so I don't know why you're looking to me. I'm, I don't. I don't know. I feel like you'd watch Drag Race. I wish I did more. That's true. I'm like I'm just so out of the loop. To all of our any of our queens or queen lovers, that if you know I'm saying it wrong, please tell me. Um. Anyway. So, uh, but yeah, no, so they continue to be featured on high fashion runways um, and actually in lots of Pride Month capsule collections, like during Pride Month a couple years ago, Levi's actually made an assless chaps thing for over their pants. Yeah. Yeah, I think James Charles, who is an icky person, but I'm pretty sure he wore them with like, basically like a denim thong essentially to Coachella, maybe. It was a thing. His butt was cute. Like, I will give him that. This is before it came out that he's disgusting. But like. But all right. I mean. It was a serve. That's I mean. Bad, but yeah. all right. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Okay. So back to cowboys specifically, not just chaps, but okay. So about 200 years after the Spanish arrived. So like the late 1600s, early 1700s. Uh, ranching and cowboys spread both north and south from Mexico. So to the American Southwest, so like modern day Texas, New Mexico, and Arizona, and almost all of South America. Okay. In 1769, yet another wave of white people being the worst took place. Uh, the California missions, uh, aka ah. a bunch of self-important Catholics trying to convert native quote unquote savages to Christianity. Well, really, I didn't know this part. So it was actually mostly a front from the U.S. government trying to protect California from like other countries' control, like Russia and the U.K. They're like, California is awesome and we want it. So they sent all these fucking missionaries under the guise of being like, go convert the savages. But they were just like, if we have a, no one's going to attack a bunch of fucking priests. That's their, it's so Whoa. I know. I've never heard that before. That, I know. That is yeah. neat. Bad, but yeah. Neat. Uh-huh. That's pretty neat. Yeah. Uh, okay. So this ended up being with, you know, ended up not surprisingly many indigenous people being murdered, raped, enslaved, otherwise abused. And naturally it was part of the foundation for the horrific legacy of native boarding schools. Um, but with the missions, cave livestock practices, and of course, cowboys. Okay. I do want to note this point that cow- cowboys were like pretty much all races, right? Like they were not majority white. They were Asian cowboys, black cowboys, indigenous cowboys, non-white Hispanic cowboys, and European cowboys. Like they, everyone could be a fucking cowboy. Um, one That's quarter because cool, the the picture yeah. that we have or I have, you know, is from like westerns, and it's all white. Cowboys. One quarter of all cowboys were black. 
Nice. One quarter. Yeah. Uh, and again, that's, there's three other ethnicities that I just mentioned that are not even, yeah. Um, I guess, yeah. Anyway, so, uh, but from my research, most of the Asian cowboys came on the scene by way of like immigration into California, um, whereas black cowboys were either brought into the culture because they had been enslaved in the U.S. and then brought to Mexico to work on ranches there. Um, so super questionable because Mexico actually, slavery was illegal in Mexico, right? At the time, okay. like they had been enslaved. And they're like, fuck no, we're not doing this. Uh, but like, again, like either moved West with the rest of the culture, either their own volition or having gained their freedom. I literally, I hate that sentiment. And I know I'm, I don't want to be like the, oh, oh my God, I'm an anti-white. No, I don't want to be like, it's just the entire sentiment. Just, I can't. However, um, they either brought there with their owners or they had escaped their previously enslaved lives to the West, right? So yeah, the slavery is legal in Mexico. So like, you're going to have a harder hole. It's anyway, regardless. So at this point, cowboy culture is pretty well established, but things really kick up a notch in the mid 1800s with Western expansion. Railroads, of course, and yet another instance of white people being the fucking worst. Uh, that should be a thing in our drinking game, listeners. Uh, every time that white people are the fucking worst, well, you should either A, you know, donate a dollar to, you know, like Black Trans Lives Matter or, you know, your favorite or stop Asian hate, something like that. Uh, donate some time or just, you know, take a shot, really. But anyway, yeah, so Manifest Destiny is basically... It's just like, let's just move west and take all the land we want because it doesn't belong to anyone. It's uh, and then mm. God wants us to, and we'll just kill and convert anybody who does who gets in our way. So that's what Manifest Destiny was. Cowboys apparently helped the Union win the Civil War. They supplied the Union with beef. I had because yeah, I see that. The Union like that. well, the Union like ran out of people to tend to the fields and like their livestock. So yeah, but the cowboys were like, yeah. So even though slavery was like a big driver, like I said before, for like building up cowboy numbers, like that's why there were so many black cowboys because they okay. were enslaved individuals. Like either they had like run away from being enslaved or they were brought West. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah. So like the cowboy culture kind of evolved into like, not like what we know is like the wild West now um, because cowboys in general are, they're basically pure little libertarians, like a sprinkle of anarchy. Uh, you know, they just, don't want anyone to tell you what to do uh, and don't be a trash human being. That was like the cowboy code, right? Like in the best way that extended to race and sexuality. And it's like, that's right. Cowboys were hella gay and in general, like very down with miscegenation. Like they were mixed race couples, mixed race, same sex couples all nice. the fuck everywhere. Yep. I love that. So it's uh, just like, do what you want to do as long as you're good and nice. Can you pull people? your weight ranch and cattle? Yeah, that was literally it. Yeah. I love so, it. So yeah. yeah, leave me alone. Don't tell me what mm-hmm. to do. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Before I continue, I do want to clarify that I'm only going to be talking about male same-sex relationships uh, and using gay in that context. So it, obviously there were plenty of other queer relationships at a time. And there's like, I've got some solid juicy tids that I found out like while doing this research and I totally could do like a whole separate episode but I just wanted to focus on how our general perception of cowboys is pretty fucking inaccurate. So, mm-hmm. which was, yeah. So, okay. So kind of on that. So you've probably heard about like brothel culture, like at least to some degree, like, like heard like Miss Kitty, right? You've yeah. heard that like joke before. Yep. Or, um, and honestly, I'll probably do that 
at least one time for an ep because sex work is first of all sex work is work and second of all i we we stan we stan an ethical whore uh and you've also probably heard about like the badass women on the frontier like i'm looking at you annie oakley and maybe the women who lived as men right and like which is a very different topic but like since there's like a debate over these you know women who lived as men like if they were trans or just mask presenting and because men are idiots no one figured it out or if they were identified as a woman mm. but like portrayed themselves as men because it was safe to, anyway so but yeah so even though um like they're probably like we knew there were women in the wild west uh the ratio of men to women on the american frontier was like super skewed um Is and it, i got these like like how Oh, I've got numbers. I've got okay. receipts. I, okay, so I, I got these numbers from, there's a podcast called The History of Sex, and I realized they just did a couple apps about gay and BIPOC cowboys like a month ago. Yeah. But yeah, so the numbers I got from the History of Sex podcast are, this is a quote. So in 1870 in Oregon, the ratio of males to female was two to one. In Arizona, four to one. Nevada, five to one. Idaho and Montana, eight to one. Other places could be even higher, especially in the early days. In Colorado in 1860, the first year of the gold rush, the ratio of males to female shot to a 34 to one ratio. Whoa. Or as I termed a whopping 34 to one ratio. Uh, such numbers leveled off with time, but in Wyoming on the eve of passing suffrage, the ratio there was still six men for every woman. And this was in 1920. Oh my so, gosh. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of dudes. How does that not like eventually even out? You know what I mean? Like, why well, is there always an influx of dudes? At some point, because it should be people like, were, we're so people babies. were moving. Well, they were, but like, it can only grow so fast, right? Because like, let's, okay, so yeah, you've got eight men to one women. Assuming the women want to be monogamous, if they're like, you know, like not sex workers, then that's still, you know, only one eighth of your population that's producing like one eighth of the men are producing babies right it's, it can't grow mm. that fast you only have you know only you know what's you have like nine no what's it it's 11 percent of your population has a uterus and that's even if they can get pregnant like you can't have yeah. that many babies so like it just takes a while and also you it was so skewed because you had like the men moving out right and like that was mm -hmm. the whole thing and it's just yeah Often uh, throughout history and societies where one gender is significantly underrepresented, homosexuality, or if you're Tula Bankhead, homosexuality um, becomes <laughs> both normalized and socially acceptable. So to quote the criminally forgotten banger uh, by Macklemore and we danced, if you don't have a pussy, pop a cock into a booty. What? That's in, that's in the song? Yeah, he's talking about partying, and it's like if it's just dudes, then we can we can still fuck. Just like we don't got a pussy, pop a cock and do a booty. All right, you heard it. But, you but heard yeah, it um, it, in simplest terms, uh, this is about ten years ago that happened that came out. But simplest terms, uh, humans crave companionship, right? Mm -hmm. And our emotional and sexual desires are generally actually pretty fluid and adaptable to certain situations. Like so, like many. That's also why, like many bisexual people including myself, like they didn't know they were gay because they enjoyed heterosexual relationships. Like it's called compet, right? Compulsive heterosexuality, right? So 
But yes, like between heterosexuality is considered the norm in many places. And if you are flexible and even people that consider themselves straight are flexible, then, you know, you're very happy identifying that way. Right. So yeah. Um, in his book, same sex affairs, uh, it's either Peter Boag or Peter Bogue. I couldn't find, I'm gonna call him Peter Bogue. Peter Bogue says, uh, in all men's societies, it was not unusual for some for same-sex relationships, and it was just an acceptable thing to do. People engaged in same-sex activities weren't seen as homosexuals. Society didn't really designate people as homosexual or heterosexual throughout most of the 19th century, because it's not really until the 20th centuries that those identities crystallized. So it wasn't until the 1900s that we even started talking about of homosexual and heterosexual. Okay, it was just because what he's saying is like just because you're engaging in the same sex relationship doesn't okay. mean that you're homosexual. Yep. Like okay. every yep. So like the whole thing is like yeah. I mean every we have needs. People have needs, and like yeah, it's a whole thing. Or and also if you're like in a, a population that's eight to mm-hmm. one, just dude bros. Then yep. yeah, might as well have companionship. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, honestly, that's also partly why too, um, you know, lesbian relationships tend to be trivialized, right? That's not at all, all of it, but it's part of it. Right. So anyway, okay. So to start with the basics, it was incredibly common for two or sometimes more men to enter into bachelor marriages, which frequently included actual wedding ceremonies of which there are many adorable photos. I'm going to send you one right now. How cute is that wedding photo? Oh my gosh, stop. You know, and they're wearing little, they're wearing like wool, like little Sherpa e-chaps. Their pants are amazing. I know. This picture has two men, both with a nice cowboy cap on. They've got Mm -hmm. the classic bandana happening. And then they're wearing- They're wearing matching fits. They are. Yeah, matching matching to a t and then they're wearing these large like fluffy feathery i want to say pants so they're sherpa they're sheep sheepskin yeah ah okay okay incredible yeah yep um oh i would also point out uh one is they're both not white like let's just put that Mm -hmm. there uh yeah so we know that more than a quarter of all cowboys weren't white probably more than half to be honest so anyway First cowboys weren't white. Anyway. Yeah. So uh, without women, men started buddying up clothing optional. So I, I will give one real brief uh, one time caveat. Not every male coupling was sexually active. However, pretty much all of them did include some degree of physical intimacy, like penetration, notwithstanding, but like touching was really part of it. Right. We crave okay. human touch. Right. Like the whole like touch being a love language thing, physical touch, like everybody needs human contact to a degree, right? Western cultures are very different from so many others. And even over time in Western cultures, what is considered acceptable has changed. Mm -hmm. However, most of them are boning. Okay. So, uh, you confused me there because I I thought you were saying not all of them bone, but not all of them bone, but most of them, most of them do. Okay. But all of them touched and like snuggled and stuff, but not all of them were, you know, not every P was going into a B or a mouth, right? That makes sense. And I feel like you're out on the range. It's cold. Obviously you're snuggling with somebody. On a range. <laughs> yeah, you're, you gotta snuggle. It's it's winter survival, 
Right. So, and everybody knows it's actually, you got to be naked to warm somebody up. Like it's actually a thing. Right. Skin, um, skin contact. Yep. It is. Okay. Um, but yeah, so bachelor buddies, or as I thought of them in my head during most of my research, the cow brooms, uh, a portmanteau of cowboys and brooms. And brooms in itself is actually a portmanteau of bride and groom as used in Stanford and Anthony's fantastically gay wedding in Sex and the City too. Um, yeah, so no, uh, most of the cow brooms uh, slept in a shared bed and would split up domestic chores uh, like a typically heterosexual couple, like a typical heterosexual couple. Um, however, both men would actually share um, or alternate on the traditionally female responsibilities like cooking, cleaning, and laundry. Like okay. they were like a, a regular gay couple, but like, you know, like I think it's hard to like wrap our heads around because they weren't just like, well, it, we'll get there. So, okay. So beyond marriages, um, there were loads of gay social events, specifically gay dances, which featured all the trappings of an old school town dance, including dancing cheek to cheek and kissing on the dance floor. Ooh. I will send you a video of such a gay dance. Sorry, not a video, a picture. Is this, is this like, like is square dancing part of this or are these just separate? And I want we'll them get to be there. Related. We'll get there. You'll okay. see. It's very precious. Let's see, here we go. It's so cute. Oh. I know. Wait, this is hilarious. These are I know. All, like, they're very like very rugged looking cowboys. They've all got That's a mustache. And we all know how I feel about a mustache. And then they are dancing like cheek to cheek like they're doing a little waltz they're like rugged like dirty uh, cowboy outfits yeah because this. you were like <laughs> i think rugged is like they're rugged but they're also boning this is amazing love a rugged man on the dance floor that's you can't beat it person i'm dating slash oh god we, we did put a label on it so i guess my boyfriend has facial hair and likes to dance i mean i guess i'm just fucking set man um I don't know how he feels about cattle but also I don't really eat meat but like I mean cows are cool they're fine um people would do like formally established dances like as we know like lots of them have like a male role and a female role right mm -hmm. um which like of course is like being a kind of subdued like a Jojo Siwon dancing with stars living her best life hot take hey I love seeing her on there but also like I don't think it's fair that she got to go on Dancing with the Stars. She's a fucking dancer. Right. That's why she's a star. It's because she was on Dance Moms. Yeah. Yes. You know, like, I, I'm so glad she was there and had a female partner. But, like, also, like, was that fair? Maybe they were just, like, honestly, our celebrities, our stars have been crap lately. Right. Our so. stars are bad. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Uh, but, yeah. So, though, um. Some dances would formally designate attendees as taking either the male or female partner role in dances. And one of the most common ways to do this for those performing the female role was to wear a triangular patch over their crotch. A little V, if you will. What? It was just like. That was just what you did. It was shirts and skins, right? Like who's going to be the guy? Who's going to be the girl? Like you put your hands, like whose hands on whose waist? Well, yeah. So they would just like. They'd, they'd either just like, I'll be on the girl team or I'll do whatever. Or maybe you're going in and they do every other. But like, so they have half and half. Or they're just like somebody. Are we pinning these to their pants? They, Are they sewn they on just, patches? I, don't, I couldn't find a picture. I think they would like. Maybe it's just like, like a, a tuck in. Almost like tucking in a bandana, I think. Oh, more. 
I like the idea no. of it being like a like a flag football flag. Yeah. <laughs> the little bee pendant. <laughs> I, yeah, pretty much. Just like, yeah, over the crotch. It was a designation. Okay. So, yeah. Makes sense to me. Yeah. Um, it feels like a little bit too on the nose. You know what I mean? Oh, oh, for sure. It's we on could, the nose. We could give you a little, a little pin. That would work. But no, we have to have a V over your where your vagina would be. <laughs> dancing with a guy okay you'd say you go to a dance like dance okay so dance so to quote frank sinatra who's the fucking worst however though uh, he didn't write the song i don't think but in his song dancing cheek to cheek uh but what is dancing but making love set to music playing so if they're at this dance and they're, they're like maybe looking to get laid it's like they're probably already looking at somebody they're trying to see if is is there a john ham bulge in their pants Oh so you're already going to be looking there. So like, why not just put the thing that's an indicator there? Whoa. Like, would you rather look at someone's crotch or someone's shoulder? I mean, I mean, we're in polite company. These are gentlemen. You should be looking at their shoulder. I don't think they're, I don't <laughs> think they're gentlemen. I think they're sweethearts, but I don't think they're gentlemen. They're living <laughs> on the fucking range and just drinking. And the, they're like, also like, and I was curious, right? So STDs don't seem to be a big thing at this time. Like, I'm sure they had, like, the stiff and shit. However, I did Google this. Like, I kind of knew this, but I wanted to have the receipts. Uh, Based on genetic studies, HIV most likely emerged between the 1880s and 1920s in Central and Western Africa, and it didn't get to the U.S. until the 70s. So, no HIV for these gay dude bro cowboys, because we we know they were not using condoms. So, right. Anyway. Okay, yeah. So, um, but yeah, so they are putting... Like a little flag football flag over their business. Yeah. Thank so, uh, but beyond the unmarriages, uh, and kind of also in line with like the historically, like the sexually liberated gay sex culture, right? I mean, even like pride, you can be like, you know, a lovable slut. You can, you can get out there and be sexy. Um, there's lots of evidence that free love and casual sex were big on the cowboy scene, including one very well-documented orgy which was called the frontiersman rendezvous um wait incredible what a name i know what a name okay and yeah, this we're um, talking like one orgy this is like one event it was a big it was basically like a big sex party that went on for like a few days but like okay. there were a bunch of them but this is the one like we know about this, this is like the it was big like one a, the big this is out. the big okay. one yep um it was also nicknamed uh the renaissance pleasure trip uh, it was described by one historian as, quote unquote, a rollicking medieval market fair where naked men crawled out from beneath striped canvas of their tents to go loudly skinny dipping in the nearby lake. Most were in their teens and early 20s. Yeah. So like for an event like this, logistically, how do we think that happened, right? Like how do you get the word out to all the other cowboys out on the range? Like, well, I come mean, on down. I'm, I'm, I, okay. So I did try to get more info on like this specific event, but like it led me to like way too many poor sites, porn sites. And like, obviously, I don't want to get a virus, but I just couldn't do it. Believe it or not, there is a limit to the number of penis images that I can make myself look at in a day. Like, there was just too many dicks. Like, I, guys, penises don't photograph well. 
if you are the people that I saw on, no, it's not the people, the men on Bumble way back when who would just send me unsolicited dick pics. First of all, rude. Uh, second of all, that's prosecutable. Third, uh, your penis is not photogenic. Sorry, <laughs> they're not. Yeah, uh, but no. So I don't have a lot of info on that. What I do, what I'm guessing. So I mean, from what I, my limited research, shockingly, I didn't do a lot of research on the topic of ranching, just on cowboys boning. Um, but uh, there are like, times of year like when you like drive cattle different places like so I'm guessing they did it like around a time of year when like most people would be going to one place mm-hmm. um so okay. like and also like the grapevine like you know somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody and like it's gonna right so when cowboys were in situations outside of the west uh one would typically uh assume uh the role as male travel companion or valet slash valet if you're british or butler etc to explain why they were always together so i just went to go see the new downton abbey movie in theaters because i'm obsessed and crazy okay, I, I haven't seen the new one because there's i saw the first one but is thomas the cutie valet in it he like is in, like, in it and does he have a is the guy still his boyfriend I won't spoil the Downton Abbey movie because I'm sure everybody who listens to our podcast is is very eager to see, but that, that concept does come up of like Mm -hmm. two men traveling together and like one is the valet, but they're like a companion and that, that Mm -hmm. was like a way for them to get around. They were just really good friends. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, listeners, uh, when Ellen and I first had the idea for this podcast, we're talking about potential topics, and I had the idea that I wanted to do, like, an ongoing kind of, like, interjecting series called They Were Just Really Good Friends. Um, I guess this is the first unofficial episode of They Were Just Really Good Friends. I love it. Look at yeah. that. <laughs> uh, you guys, I actually already have some books that I was waiting to read until after grad school. Well, now grad school is over for forever. And I get to read them now. So stay tuned for more gay chats. Um, Anyway, uh, but no, so for new cowboys who were intensely culture shocked by this isolated gay subculture um, inspired the following limerick. Young cowboys had a great fear that old studs once filled with beer, completely addled, they'd throw on the saddle and ride them on the rear. (laughs) I know. And like, I'm choosing to take that as like not sexually assaulty, but I'm, I, I think, mm. I mean, but like, I, I, to be honest though, I didn't find a lot of like, cause I mean, obviously I didn't find a lot of things about like pederasty and pederasty um, is sort of the cultural thing. It was really, it was a really pre- prominent or sorry, prevalent in, you know, ancient Greece and Rome and like also like lots of like artistic circles in you know like the renaissance and stuff in Italy um it's an older gay man who's like has like kind of like a almost like paternalistic relationship with like a younger man who they're boning and it's like they're a teenager they're not like a little kid it's not pedophilic but it's called pederasty it's a whole thing is this like a like a sugar daddy situation or kind of yeah and like the younger person isn't necessarily gay like it's well they're almost like a patron right like they're like showing like it's like taking them under their wing Mm. 
Mm. They're not like just, they're not like a courtesan, right? Or they're having their life paid for, but like, it's like they're like teaching them. It's a, it's weird. It's a whole thing. Um, okay. Maybe if one day I'm feeling like I want to be really depressing, I'll talk about that. Um, talk about pederasty, talk about eunuchs, talk about all the unfortunate things. Mm. Yeah. Sometimes you guys, men have gotten the short end of the stick. It doesn't happen very often, but sometimes it does. Um, but usually it's still fucking patriarchy regardless. <laughs> and that's, thank you, wine and crime for making that a thing. Yeah. But anyway, so, uh, but no, I, for the most part of what I found, it was like weird when you would first get to be like a cowboy, but then most people, like most cowboys were like, either they didn't care, but also they just really wanted a buddy. Like mm-hmm. they wanted a button. Like that's like a whole thing. And I mean, so, okay. But, uh, so, so we're saying like some people are gay. Some people are doing this for companionship, but is it like when you become a cowboy, like, does everybody know that this is happening or do so people just start every, to like, so, yeah. So like, we'll, we'll kind of get there. It's like, so I'll get there in like a little bit, but like at this point, like it's really common. It's a really common thing. And most people don't like give a shit. I mean, like, like, okay. You know how, like, um, they say like a, a woman, you know, keeps men happy. Like, that's the whole thing because people, people need to have sex for the most part, like sex, is the biological need, like it's, it's like any sort of like need you need taken care of. Like it's part of our psychology. It's, it's part of our well-being. Um, and that's the whole thing. So it's like, if you're having sex regularly, you're probably a happier person than someone who's not. And you're better at your job. You're more relaxed. Like you're going to be more pleasant, maybe if you have a buddy, but like most people are in these relationships. Like some of course are actually gay and it's great because they get to be, you know, like, in like that, the Reddit post, right? Like that gay people went to become cowboys because it was, you know, socially. So I'm sure plenty of gay boys want to be a cowboy, right? Like, sure. You have to work 15 hours a day doing hard labor, but you can be with your honey and no one cares. It's right. True. Right. You get to However, you, no discrimination, yeah, but, yeah. but like statistically speaking, the vast majority of them were situationally in like that relationship. Okay. So I do want to briefly mention, uh, two spirits, um, which were, or I guess are, um, indigenous people, um, who are often tribal religious leaders or teachers, uh, who be- were believed to have both male and female spirits within them, kind of like a yin yang type situation. Um, and they were like, I mean, obviously revered. It was women who were tremendous at traditionally like male tasks or, um, men who are phenomenal like basket weaving and stuff and they're like oh my god you you're truly a person who can do both you're phenomenal Mm -hmm. as it fucking should be and like today we'd probably think of it more as like non-binary or genderqueer um but like just that's the the best way I think I can like put it in today terms we have any indigenous listeners like who are thinking Jesus fucking Christ this girl is butchering this god damn it like please tell me um uh, obviously I want to be respectful. Um, but like, if I'm being really honest, uh, yes, I always need to be respectful, but I hate being wrong. Like I have to know the right answer to something. So please tell mm-hmm. me if I'm doing it wrong, tell me how I should be talking about it. But yeah, like I said, though, um, there's a ton of intermingling between indigenous people because a, they live there, but there's also indigenous cowboys and like some of it's pleasant. Uh, lots of it, was not so pleasant to put it mildly. Um, 
So, but based on a few sources, uh, the response of most cowboys to this was like just two spirits uh, fell into two camps. Uh, so the first, and thankfully like the, the largest group from what I found, um, understood or like learning about uh, or being around like two spirit people actually made them feel validated in their current like sexual relationships. Like, cause I mean, imagine how like calming it would be if you're in this, you're feeling this ways because maybe you're not, you know, gay most of the time, but you know, all you've heard in your life is about sodomites burning in hell, but then you, you know, your native cowboy buddy is just like, no nah, man, it's chill. Different strokes for different folks. Even if what you're stroking is the same. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I can't imagine how, how like, like you know like affirming that would be because again like then I was like no it's what do you mean that's no that's just a thing it's normal no one Mm -hmm. right like there is a small faction of like toxic like mask for mask culture like yeah so some gay cowboys completely rejected the concept of gender identity and gender fluidity which is still a thing in the LGBTQ community also, I cannot stop thinking about one time a Fox News host. I think it was Tucker Carlson. I don't know for sure. Uh, he didn't know that LGBTQ was an acronym. He thought it was a word and he pronounced it as Ligabitica. <laughs> the Ligabitica Lug- community. Ligabitica. Uh, yeah. Um, or there's a person on TikTok who I follow, I forget their name, but their mom is Hispanic and she says Los GBDs, which I think is precious. Oh, she's I've lesbian. seen that. So cute. Los GBDs. Mm-hmm. And she's like, so are Halloween gays Los GBDs? That's <laughs> cute. But yeah. Okay. Uh, but yeah, there it's a thing in the Ligabatica community. Uh, trans erasure, trans erasure is still a thing as like a higher rate of hate crimes against trans individuals, right? So but this made me think about the modern concept of bud sex uh, in rural America. Have you heard of that? I have no idea what that is. Are we talking like buddy, like you're my pal? Or are we talking like bud, like a plant? Yeah, okay. bud, like your buddy, right? Okay. So, uh, so in, this is mostly in rural America, but it does like, so the, the bud sex definition is rural America, but this is a thing elsewhere as well, I think. But um they are men who have sex with men, or MSM, uh, who don't consider themselves to be queer, um, and in general, consider themselves to be straight, like lots of them have wives or girlfriends. Uh, from an article from The Cut called The Phenomenon of Bud Sex Between Straight Men in Rural America, if you, a straight guy from the country, once in a while have sex with other straight guys from the country, it doesn't threaten your straight rural identity as much as it would if instead you, for example, traveled to the nearest major metro area and tried to pick up dudes at a gay bar. You're not the sort of man who would go to a gay bar because you're not gay. The, what? Yeah. None of that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, it's fine. We're not actually so, gay because so here, we're saying it's so casual. So here are some quotes. So I'm going to read this like this is how they had it written in the article. Um, here, so this is like a, from a qualitative study on rural straight homosexual sex, which is a thing. Uh, so this is just as Kane, um, one of the interview subjects said, I'm not, I'm really not drawn to what I would consider really effeminate F word types, but he does like the mask, not fuck the other gross F word. Um, but he does like the masculine looking guy who maybe is more bi. 
Similarly, Matt, 60, explained, if they're too flamboyant, they just turn me off. And Jack noted, femininity in a man is a turnoff. Ryan, 60, explained, I'm not comfortable around femme and masculinity is what attracts me. Well, David shared that femme guys don't do anything for me at all. In fact, actually, I don't care for them. John shared, I don't really like flame and queers, which maybe <laughs> what a lot. Like he means it in the mean way, but flame and yeah. Um, Mike, 50, similarly said, I don't want the effeminate ones. I want the manly guys. If I wanted someone that acts girlish, I've got a wife at home. Jeff, 38, prefers masculinity because I guess I perceive men who are feminine want to hang out and have companionship and make it last two or three hours. Wait, this is, this is yeah, so dumb. I'm like, uh, what? Yep. So again, it's, it's the minority. Uh, it's not, a, but like, it's actually like not that abnormal. It's like an actual like thing. This is people, and like the whole like there's an yeah. This just feels like like men that are attracted to men and are like won't aren't comfortable or can't accept that about themselves, and so they mm-hmm. won't say that. And like that is fine to have a preference and be like I prefer men that are more masculine yeah. looking. So it's just this doesn't make any sense. How have you, like, yeah. how has a whole group of people like tricked themselves into like this delusion? That's what it feels like. Well, uh, is that too much to say? Really, is that too aggressive? No, no, not at all. It's like, first of all, like we don't, well, oh, so first of all, let me um, take this back a little bit, even more to the, its origins in cowboy culture from this is from, so sexual behavior in the human male by Alfred C. Kinsey, who I will absolutely be doing at least one episode about the highest frequency in the, he was surprised by this uh the highest frequencies of the homosexual we have ever secured anywhere have been in particularly rural communities in some of the remote sections of the country there's a fair amount of sexual contact among the older males in western rural areas it is a type of homosexuality which is probably among pioneers and outdoor men in general today It is found among ranchmen, cattlemen, prospectors, lumbermen, and farming groups in general, among groups that are virile, physically active. These are men who have faced the rigors of nature in the wild. They live on realities and on a minimum of theory. Such a background breeds the attitude that sex is sex, irrespective of the nature of the partner with whom the relation is had. Sexual relations are had with women when they are available or with other men when the outdoor routines bring men together exclusively male groups. Okay, I guess that makes sense to me. Like, sex is sex. You'll you'll that's have it with cowboy whoever. culture. That makes sense to me. What you were describing before does not that's make point. sense to me. This couples along with cowboy culture. That's what I'm saying. So we're talking. I was like, so we're talking. So the two spirit thing, right? So I'm saying most cowboys were like, like the, the gay cowboys, like, okay, yeah, that's especially if they were like afraid to embrace it, but that was affirming. Like, okay, yeah, it's. I, there's something wrong with me mm-hmm. and even if I'm not gay outside of this there's still nothing wrong with me right, right. sexuality is fluid right and that's the whole point that's why gay cowboys exist when you take one gender out of an equation almost completely of course there's going to be same gender pairings right? right that's the whole point so there is that small subset uh that is almost like almost like internalized homophobia 
right? Mm-hmm. Like the whole concept of like, there's nothing more manly than fucking another man. So like, I can't be gay if we're just fucking to fuck. But so what it seems to be and like kind of the overwhelming, because most of them have have like a wife or girlfriend at home. It seems like most of them um, for like sociologists think that they are gay, but closeted or like they even closeted yeah. though. They're gay, but they can't accept that they're gay because they're, they don't act effeminate right they're not quote-unquote fruity or whatever right mm-hmm. and you can see like in these quotes there, there's a lot of vitriol towards yeah. effeminate gay men yeah and like even like the um this last part was like oh I'm sorry for your fucking wife when it was like uh I guess I perceive men who are feminine want to hang out have companionship make it last two or three hours and I'm like I'm sorry you should be so lucky if sex with your partner lasts that long like <laughs> Do you not want to like lay in bed and fuck around and have fun? Like, I get it. Like, sure. But like, that's just so sad. Yeah. It, it's sad is what it is. It's sad. Yeah. I mean, Agree, and also, like, 100%. I, yeah. I mean, and the whole thing too, though, like, so we're looking at the Kinsey quote where he's like, sure, it is cowboy sex, right? So it's like, for lack of a better term, like there just aren't a lot of women, right? So maybe you do have like, you know, some two Maybe they're like, maybe they're widowers, right? Their wives died. They're on neighboring ranches, they're friends. And like, they don't, but th- they need companionship, right? It's a whole right, thing. Right. Or like, yeah, companionship is important. And yeah, maybe they don't consider themselves gay in general. They don't identify that way. And you're also allowed to identify however you want. However, the toxicity, right? Within that is, that's, yeah, that is part of it. That does exist today. Um other fun fact I learned, right? Uh, Cause you were kind of asking about this a little bit. So like, we know that code words have been like a thing and like any kind of like mm. subculture that mainstream society, right? So in cowboy culture, you let somebody else know that you were gay if you talked about Walt Whitman. Cause Walt Whitman was also gay. Whoa. Yeah. Cause his poems were like really popular but if you were just like that Walt Whitman, eh? Yeah, it was a whole thing. Wait, I love that. It's like a little secret language. So you could kind of feel people out, see if they're Mm -hmm. picking up what you're putting down. Exactly. Incredible. No, for sure. And I mean, you could just be like, you could just start quoting, sing the body electric. And you know, everybody would be, or song of myself. (laughs) I will say sing the body electric is a little sexy. Like, I sing the body electric, the armies of those I love engirth me and I engirth them. They will not let me off till I go with them, respond to them and discorrupt them and charge them with the charge of a soul. Like that sounds pretty fucking gay to me. The, just the word engirth. I've never heard I that know, before. Engirth. And that, that one bothers me. <laughs> that reminds me of friends when Chandler's like, girth, girth. Why, why would they do that? When Ross is like, women talk about everything. It's like, yeah, we do. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, Walt Whitman. Oh, man. Um, other fun fact. Uh, this is a, pr- uh, again, you guys, th- may- again, maybe it's just the ADHD in me, but like the deeper I go into like one topic, there so many rabbit holes like emerge to me. I have to stay on the track, but. Um, so around the same time as the cowboy era, the Mormons, led by the one and only 
uh, Joseph Smith headed off to Utah in 1847, to be exact, on the Mormon Trail. Uh, and during the early days, it appears that they picked up on some of the finer points of cowboy culture, for, but for very different reasons. Uh, so sex before marriage was and still is taboo in Mormonism, but they do still do like soaking as a thing at Brigham Young. Uh, you yes. know what that is? Yes. It's like, yeah. it's, if you're not moving, then mm-hmm. you're not it's not sex. You're not fucking, you're just touching. You're just, you're like, just in there. I have also heard, I don't know if this is fake or not but like if you have somebody else like jump on the bed to like move you so if you're not the one actually doing the like the the rest so it's like a sex swing that but it's a poor man's sex swing yes anyway uh yeah no so sex before marriage was and still is taboo to mormonism and obviously most kinds of christianity christianity but in a very titillating and very gay loophole, same-sex intimate encounters were not only allowed, they were actually encouraged as a way to scratch the itch what? if you weren't locked down. Joseph Smith oh himself, God. he was a bud fucker, right? Uh, so... Writing in, yeah. He wrote in one document to his followers, quote unquote, male friends, should lie down on the same bed at night, locked in each other's embrace, talking of their love. He also, he himself did this on this the reg. feels so hypocritical, like no sex before marriage, except for if I want to have same sex, same sex, well, sex so you know? Homosexual, so homosexuality is not considered a grave sin as heterosexual adultery which included premarital sex, which also is called fornication. And the only kind of things that I can figure out or find about this, I mean, because the the only real difference essentially is like, is there a risk of pregnancy? So my guess, again, this is totally me spitballing. If you, if any of our listeners know the answer to this, please let us know. But it's basically the sin is that you are risking making a child a bastard. You're risking having a child whose parents have to get married, right? Or, you know, they're, con- you know what I'm saying? They might be born out of wedlock. Like that's fucked up for the kid. That's, that's the rationale. Like you can still get it on, but like, maybe I'm totally wrong. I don't know. But I mean, there's still some, I don't know, today, right? We talked about bud sex, all that business. So while ranches and cowboys are, Obs, still a thing today, right? Uh, cowboy culture in general kind of began to decline in the 1920s, um, after which it began to be popularized in Hollywood, Western films. And then, like, so now the, the cowboy image, this is when it becomes kind of like that ubermensch heartthrob thing. You've got like the Marlon Brando, right? And right. they're wearing that absurdly neat outfit, you know, like Joey and Friends when he's, you know, the perfume guy. So, uh, but yeah, no, you have that guy. He's got like this stupid, like satin outfit on with like comically large spurs and like a super racist depiction of a native sidekick, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and also maybe like there's some sexually violent content towards women. Um, but this is like I said, also when homosexuality becomes like condemned publicly in general, right? Like if you think about like the cowboy guy, he doesn't have like a best buddy, right? It's just like this one lone, like the lone ranger, right? right? That's oh, not like a thing. interesting. Do you is do you think that's like 
trying to depart from the cowboy culture. Yeah. Like, like specifically yeah, it's a big calling departure because that. this is, yeah, this is when, because they think everybody wants them to be like, oh, I'm a manly man. Blah, blah, yeah. blah. No, like they were manly men, but they're also fucking other men. And that's like not okay at this point, because again, this is when homosexuality starts being condemned in public in general. Like before, oh. It's more like don't ask, don't tell, right? Um, yeah, and now they're kind of like crashing into yeah. each other. Um, like nobody gave a fuck before, right? Until, yeah. so like some more famous gays start coming out of the closet. And like, this is when like the concept of homophobia really begins. Because uh, like, okay. and this is, so Oscar Wilde's trial and imprisonment in the UK is like often marked as like the true start of the homophobe era. Okay. Um. Like, contrary to popular belief, most people weren't religious through most of history, right? Like, the church was an institution, and, like, they had to, like, they dealt with it, but most people weren't, like, super pious, right? It was just, anyway. Um, but yeah, so, I will say, so gay cowboy culture never really went away completely. Um, gay rodeos were a small but significant gay subculture centered around where else? Reno, Nevada. Uh, in 1985, the International Gay Rodeo Association was, Association was formed. Um, Love in it. I know. Uh, I, of course, could not talk about gay cowboys without talking about Lil Nas X, uh, who, in addition to being a phenomenal performer, um, like I said, from multiple articles I read, like, cowboys have always been gay and black. Like, at mm. least a quarter were, were, were black. And what was right. little, most of them were gay, at least in that situation. So yeah, Lil Nas X is really the cowboy poster child. Um, I love that. I think that I makes it even better. It really does. Well, history like, sprinkled in. I don't love Marlon Brando, but do I love Lil Nas X? Like living his best fruity life with his adorable pink cowboy suit. Yeah. I yeah. also i I do love how Marlon Brando has been in almost all of our episodes i was gonna say that <laughs> i seriously i was just reading and talk, you know like other stuff and like marlon brando's name kept fucking popping up and i was like how every fucking episode right. why is your yeah why is this web yeah. like i don't whatever. know some famous gay cowboys include uh sir william drummond stewart from scotland so he actually okay. brought his broom boy back with him to his nice. native scotland um allegedly after the frontiersman rendezvous they went to the big orgy and he's like oh no it's too much it's too much and he went home like left the country he was a stay-at-home gay he brought his broom by back with him uh, he's like mm, i don't know it's too much yeah um so uh when they got to scotland though he's referring to his partner as his valet and but man's is having none of it so he's like okay babe that's fine so they decided to go travel the world together as male travel companions so they oh. could just be equals everywhere amazing like it, and if people ever found out they were gay it didn't matter they could just move along beautiful i know i love that for them uh author uh owen wister um who spent his time in Wyoming cowboy communities while researching his book, The Virginian, which includes multiple subtle references to homosexual cowboy relations. Um, so it's suspected the main character of the book, who's only ever called The Virginian, um, that it's based off of Wister's like guide during his research. Um, and in the book, The Virginian ends up marrying a woman and he's like ashamed of his past. So like 
there's theories that like this is kind of what happened to Wister. Like he fell in love with like a hot red cowboy who then like ghosted him for a school Aww. teacher named Molly. Yeah, it's sad. Molly. Um, yeah. Um, also fun fact, uh, Wister was uh one of my historical husband, Teddy Roosevelt's besties. Uh Wait, Teddy yeah. Roosevelt is your historical husband? You have Gary Cooper and I have Teddy Roosevelt. Like, I want to bone the shit out of Teddy Roosevelt. He's such a babe. I cannot. I love it. He's just, first of all, I, I cannot. Well, he's like, yeah. he's just also a cool fucking dude and a great he dad. Like, cool I'm sorry. Dude. Like, cool dude, great dad. Uh, I don't see that's the worst part. I'm at the age where if someone's like a good dad, I'm like, oh, even though I'm not going to birth a baby, it's just like, eh, yeah, no, it's hot. All right. But, I'm uh, looking up young Teddy Roosevelt. He could fucking get it. Uh, um, like me. I mean, <laughs> I, it's knowing what he turns into, right? Like, look at like older. T- Hold on. You I like text old picture. Teddy Roosevelt. Older Teddy Roosevelt. Like he turns into a dilf. Right? Like, are we talking about not... the same man? Yeah, man. Okay. No, the one where he has mutton chops, that is unfortunate. That's a terrible looking picture of him. That's an awkward okay. time. But like, okay, look at this picture of fucking Zaddy Teddy Roosevelt. Like, I cannot. Like, I am into that BS. Like, that's a fucking vibe. And, like, if you know that that's going to turn into that, you know that that's a fucking event. Again, it's more just, like, his personality <laughs> than his fucking face. Well, I'm, I don't... I'm questioning a lot of things right now. <laughs> I, I just want everybody to... to know the picture that Belle has sent is, like, your typical picture of Teddy Roosevelt. Like, like <laughs> we're not talking, like, some secret on the earth, like, <laughs> handsome photo. This is, like, I... his stock image. And Belle is, like... <laughs> You know what? I like what I like, but I know it's for me and Teddy Roosevelt. I am into the fact that he was just like a big old adventurer. I am here for the adventure. I wanted to seriously, you know, like I just want an adventure buddy for life. And he would just go do fun shit all the time. He went to Panama. He went to, he went on safaris. He let when his, when his daughter was like, daddy, I'm sick and sad. And he's, he brought her pony into the fucking white house. Like that's what I find hot. And also like, just he's like attractive enough that like he's not hotter than you are so you know he's never gonna cheat on you but also you know for the fucking fact that if somebody some woman hit on him he'd be like i have a wife he'd be like so he'd be one of those just precious and then also it's just like you know for a fact that he'd be real good at sex i don't know that's is he like drop dead gary cooper gorgeous no but like i have I have thoughts in my head. Like he was a great husband, and I was like, mm, "Yeah, he could get it." I mean, like you, about said, you like who you like. He's a it's cool like, dude. Like Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen is not that attractive of a man, yet he pulls. He's right? Not. You're right. They're in the same category because they're both not cute. But <laughs> I can see it. Okay, there are people that I know that you have made out with that are not cute. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, same. Yeah, same. Um, okay, the last one that I have about here, who is a famous gay cowboy. Uh, I just thought it was funny. So 
the unnamed wife of one of one of General Custer's aides, who wasn't discovered to be a man until he was being prepared for burial. Whoa. And I don't, they said he in the article, I'm going to say they, because I don't know what pronouns they would have used. Um, mm. But yeah, they didn't discover that they had a penis until they were burying them. Wow. And they had lived as their husband's wife, quote unquote, for, for fucking forever. So, okay. Do you, do you think this is a situation of like they were transgender so I don't, or do you think it's like two men and they wanted to live together and not have repercussions? I think this might be the latter okay. of this. Maybe, you know, maybe it, maybe he just, you know, dressed as a woman so he could live with his hubs, you know, and like, that'd be a whole thing. Or maybe, you know, she, you know, was transgender and they just work and, and, and her husband was cool with it. He didn't care. Right. Yeah. Well, that's what I have on cowboys being real gay and not white. Incredible. Incredible. (laughs) (laughs) I, again, like, thank you so much, uh, to Tanita D. Cause I mean, this is just, I was fucking scrolling through TikTok and I was like, uh, what? So uh, yeah, no, I cannot. There's so much to unpack, but yeah. So I'm glad you enjoyed it. I wasn't sure because it wasn't there's wasn't a concrete thing here. It was just let's talk about gay cowboys. No, this is and I love it because and I think some of my favorite ones of these are when we have like a preconceived notion of something and yeah. it's like actually it was very different. You know, <laughs> like our thoughts yeah. on cowboys or my thoughts on cowboys i should say mine too very different than what we just talked about which is incredible yeah i mean and well, side note like in a so that's why like the whole like concept of like buggery like fucking a sheep because shepherds were lone buddies they had a, they fucked a sheep cowboys fucked each other gotta have a buddy wow yeah yeah Mm-hmm. I'm mean, not at all condoning bestiality because they can't consent, but can your cow buddy consent? Absolutely. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I, I love, love I mean, that's a th- yeah. Well, it's also kind of why I didn't really do like, you know, the everybody, everybody, like we know that, you know, the lesbians have been ignored for forever. So, I mean, and we, mm-hmm. of course there were lesbians in, like Boston marriages. I'll probably talk about that at some point. And like, obviously like men, you know, cro- women cross-dressing to either, you know, so yeah, like that's a known thing, but I had no idea. Like I knew more about that than I knew about, I didn't know it's a thing at all. Mm-mm. Like at all. So yeah, I had, yeah, I had to talk about it. <laughs> yes. Thank you. And I yeah. love that we were able to combine like, you know, mm-hmm. all those people we talked about, right? Like Prince and Marlon Brando and, and Christina know, Aguilera I mean right. wrap it all up with a little bow Incredible. and Teddy fucking Roosevelt <laughs> <laughs> and I also do love that even though Gary Cooper was not in this episode he made it into the episode <laughs> thank you for listening to Hawkeye's history uh you can find us on Instagram 
at Hawkeye's History. And you can also email us at History at gmail.com. Thank you, Pat and Alex, for our amazing intro and outro music from The Son of Paradise. And as always, stay, stay juicy. juicy. <laughs>